Hey, everyone. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jen. I'm Jess. What's up? Hi, guys. Hi. Before we get into this, I have to tell you this episode, this special episode is brought to you commercial free thanks to The Inky List, our sponsor. So thank you to them. Thank you, Inky. Okay. This episode is a must listen because chances are nine out of 10 listeners like can relate to what we're about to talk about. Okay. We're talking about acne. Nine out of 10 people are going to suffer from breakouts or acne in their life. Between like the ages of 11 to 30, you're going to go through it. Jen, you've gone through it. Oh my God, after age 30. (laughs) I know, exactly. I was like, let's do that stat. And I was like, "Mm." well, that's just for those ages. And then as we all know, and we know from our listeners, acne acne keeps going well into the next decades of your life. Yeah, you've got those hormone changes, you've got stress. I mean, and we're going to talk about all of it. But um, seriously, I mean, you and you don't, when you're going through it, it can feel like you're the only person in the world who's going through it, right? Um, so mm-hmm. we are going to chat with the amazing Dr. Tomasian, so kind of Dr. Tomasian to answer our listeners' questions. We fielded them through Facebook, our Facebook group. You've got to join special, um, our special listener Facebook group, um, the private one. You know how to join. Go to our link tree on our Instagram and you will you know, find your people. Then we also asked through Instagram and the questions were great. We selected some that we thought were really, really relevant. And you know, if you didn't find your question answered during the show, Jen, what can our um, lovely listeners do? I know. We're going to do a great job. Dr. Kristen Amasian is going to do a great job. But if you still have questions, that's what the Inky List is for. Um, It's why we partnered with them. They believe that knowledge powers change. Kind of like a fat mascara motto too, Mm -hmm. I would say, wouldn't you, Jess? Yeah, they're all about giving you the answers. So if you have a question about your skin or the skincare products you're using, you can ask Inky and a dedicated skincare coach will be available to answer all of your questions 24-7 via live chat. You can do that through their website, through a DM on social media. They're at, at theinkylist.com. Their website is theinkylist.com. I should probably spell that for you. I-N-K-E-Y-L-I-S-T, theinkylist.com. So right at the bottom of the page, you can hook yourself up with a dedicated skincare coach, get all of your questions answered just in case you still have some after this podcast. I love that feature. Okay. And then just one final note, we're going to be talking a lot about, you know, sort of like self-service, self-treatment on this show. So, you know, what can you do? But sometimes you know, acne, and we've talked about this before on the show, sometimes you do need to get the help of a doctor. You know, sometimes you can't solve it with an over-the-counter product, just being straight with you. So, you know, we're going to talk to Dr. Tomasian about when that, you know, how to identify that moment. But we just want to give you that heads up going in that sometimes, you know, acne calls for like that next level. So I just want to be straight Drugs and prescriptions. We're going to stick to over-the-counter products here. Yeah. Okay. And so now I should probably give you a little background on Dr. Chris Tomasian. He's a dermatologist based in Kansas City, Kansas. You might know him from TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, He does have almost a million followers on that platform. And then on Instagram, he has about 400,000 followers. He has that many followers because he makes skincare simple and kind of fun too. Follow him if you don't already. He's at Dr. Tomasian, T-O-M-A-S-S-I-A-N on Instagram and TikTok. And I think after this interview, you'll understand why he's so popular. So let's welcome him into the Fat Mascara fam and get into this special episode for Acne Awareness Month, powered by the Inky List. OK, 
Hey, Dr. Tomasi, and welcome to the show. So we're just going to get right into it. Everybody knows you're a dermatologist. We gave a little intro on you. And acne is a huge topic. So we have a lot of questions from our listeners. Um, And we know you can pack a lot in 15 seconds. I have seen your TikTok, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we get into everything, I think we need a little basics for everyone. Can you tell us what is acne? What's going on under the skin? So acne... Basically, it's a it's a big, four, almost like four step process. So what's happening under the skin is first off, you're having your skin cells get kind of sticky, and they kind of block your or like the hair follicle openings. That every hair follicle has an oil gland with it, so you're getting enlargement of your oil gland, a lot of oil production. That when it, because it's blocked uh, from those sticky cells, you're now getting bacteria coming in there. Um, and that gives you that inflammation, that redness on the skin. Um, and it depends on really where your inflammation is on the spectrum to determine where, what kind of acne you have on your face. So a lot of times people with like just whiteheads and blackheads, that's just like, you know, that those kind of sticky cells, if it's basically a blackhead, it's open to the surface and it's black because it's getting oxidized by the oxygen that's on the surface. Um, if it's whitehead, it's closed. And then if it's a really deep, uh, kind of cystic pimple, that's really deep under the skin. It's not really up to the surface where you can really, you know, see an opening or anything like that. Okay. So those are the types of acne, right? Correct. So what about the causes of acne? Because a lot of our listeners were saying like, oh, I have hormonal acne or I have this kind of acne or that kind of acne. Are there different causes for acne and do you treat differently depending? So there are different types of acne and there's so many causes of acne, uh, including hormonal, diet a little bit, um, just kind of your age, what you're doing, even stress-related uh, it could be from irritation. So there's a lot of reasons to get acne. Um, and it presents in different ways. For example, hormonal acne typically presents really deep and kind of cystic. Um, and, but it's not always so important to always find out what's causing it. Cause a lot of times you don't, our goal as tr- for treating it is to really calm down all the mechanisms that cause the acne that we talked about earlier. So Okay, so you don't have to come into the dermatologist or be at your house and say, okay, I know I have hormonal acne, I'll treat it this way. So but that it can would help be, it. That's the one exception. The, that's Uh-oh. the okay, one tell exception. Me. So a lot of times with people with hormonal acne, they can't they don't do well with topical medications. It's just uh, you do need to kind of control or regulate those hormones to decrease the inflammation and decrease the outbreaks. So usually um we treat that with more oral medications. The creams do help. It's just not as, as effective as like say whitehead and blackhead acne or um, a little bit more inflammatory acne. Hormonal acne just presents a little differently. Okay, we had one listener. This is making me think like, is it always acne? Because we've got our blackheads, our whiteheads, our cystic. If you only have like two bumps on your face, do you really have acne? Well, I can't say because I don't know what those two bumps are, but <laughs> <laughs> I will say that acne is a huge spectrum. And I think people deal with this from, you know, nine years old and to 60 years old. So if you have one or two pimples, you still have acne. You just have really mild acne and it depends. So we typically say it's the, the way we break it down in dermatology is we say you have comedonal acne, which is that whitehead, blackhead. 
inflammatory acne. And that's more like those kind of not super deep, but the red bumps, the juicier bumps, the really pus bumps, and then nodulocystic acne, which is those really deep ones. Those are the ones that typically scar, cause a lot of pain when you get them. Um, so if whatever you fall in that, it doesn't matter how much you have. If you have one of those, you have acne. And it just depends if it's mild or severe. On this episode, we're going to talk a lot about self-treatment, what people can do on their own with products and, you know, behavioral, you know, modification and, you know, habits. But, you know, there is a point where, and, and I hit this point when I was a teenager, where, you know, even the doctor had said, and, and you know, somebody could say, oh, well, you know, of course the doctor would say this, but this was just the, the truth. You know, you were never going to clear your acne alone with, you know, over-the-counter products from either the drugstore. You ha- I had to get true intervention from a doctor, medical treatment. So how do you identify that point for our listeners so that they don't waste time and money, like as long as I did? I categorize acne almost like hair loss in a way. So acne, you're no... you're not trying to prevent, I mean, you're trying to prevent acne from forming and the complications from acne to affect you long-term. And one of the Mm -hmm. big ones of that is scarring. Um, So if I say, if you have mild acne, so you have acne that you haven't treated with anything, try the -the over-the-counter stuff, give it like six months. Okay, that's a good rule of thumb. if If you're not getting any benefit of six months and you notice you are getting those, you know, side effects of scarring, um, and kind of almost like in scars, unfortunately, kind of permanent. So then I'd be like, you really should go see your professional because then there's prescriptions that we really need to start you on to prevent further damage and clear your skin. That's how I would say it's almost like a time base. And if it's not based on time and you just have terrible acne, like, and when I say terrible acne, I mean like it's very deep cystic acne, topical creams aren't going to do anything for that. I, I hate to break. That's it to what people. that's what I had. That top. You can just describe what really quickly because I want to move on to you know what, what what we can do at home. You know and, and what we can um, you know treat. But the topical cystic acne. What does that look like or feel like? So the, these are deep, painful red bumps. They have no opening on them. They one of the big hallmarks of it is they're super painful. Like if you have a white head, it's not really that painful. But like. If it's really painful and deep, definitely don't try squeezing it. You're going to cause way more problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I would say. It's deep, painful red nodules or kind of like firm yeah. bumps under the okay. skin. Okay, great. Thank you. So we have a lot of listeners that wanted to, who, you know, asked why they get acne and they wanted to know if it was related to their diet and specifically a lot of people. And we heard you, Alyssa, Christy, Carly, they wanted to know if there was a connection between, and this is a very popular one to make, a connection between dairy consumption and acne. Is this a myth? It is not a myth. (laughs) Okay. This one is not a myth. So there are things we've studied in the literature with acne that definitely worsen your risk to develop acne. And one of them is dairy, especially skim milk. Um, high glycemic index foods, so really high, highly sugared foods. Okay. Um, and then like whey protein. Um, those are three of the big ones. But 
I will always tell people because someone will come in and be like, I eat chocolate, like dark chocolate, and I break out every time I have dark chocolate. I'm not going to tell you you're not breaking out from your dark chocolate. You know, you know your skin better than I do. So if you know your skin's breaking out, I'm not going to be like, no, that's not, that's not. There's no research paper to support that, (laughs) man. I'm like, like, just sorry, stop the chocolate or, you know, break out a little bit when you really want the chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. That was such, that was such an old fashioned thing. Like, you know, teenagers, oh, they break out because they have chocolate or they have pizza or they have like French fries. Like grease causes grease. It was like, oh, it was like even commercials, you know? Yeah. It was such a funny old thing. Are, Are there any other like, you know, real noted research papers that connect, you know, diet and acne, or is it really the skim milk or the, you know, the dairy? Dairy. Yeah. I would say dairy and the high glycemic whey protein. Those are like the ones that have been shown multiple times through studies. Okay. Got it. But I'll be honest, like people who have dairy all the time don't break out at all. So I think it's, it has a correlation, but it also depends on how your body is. Like you, ba- you could tolerate dairy, and I could tolerate dairy. Someone next to us is breaking it out all over the place, so it's all yeah. depending on your body. But those are the ones that we've seen that definitely. And what I think it is is increasing your inflammatory response in your skin. They're inflammatory kind of uh, foods you've been, especially sugar, high sugar things, mm-hmm. just bad for your skin. So yeah. Okay, so move it. Like, let's move into treatment a little bit. We touched on this briefly, but a lot of people when they were asking us questions made a point of saying their acne was hormonal. So what if you can't figure out the cause? Is that okay? Can you still get treatment? So hormonal is actually pretty easy to figure out if that's the cause. Okay. That's one of them I would say is it's you do have to treat differently too. So okay. if you have hormonal acne, what I tell people is your acne typically breaks down around your chin, your jawline. You do get the painful, deep kind of cystic pimples, and it usually flares about a week before your period. Okay. If you have that, you probably have hormonal acne. And if you have that, topical creams or even over-the-counter and prescription don't work well. You need usually birth control pills or another prescription med called spironolactone. It's basically a blood pressure medication, but we use it for the uh, hormonal aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And women love it. You know, <laughs> they get on it and they don't even need any more creams. They just take the pill and their acne is well controlled. Wow. But that's if it's chin-based and has like a cyclical time to your your hormonal changes. Okay, can we walk you through a couple other scenarios? These I don't think will be hormonal, but then you can tell us about some of those over-the-counter treatments and things you can do. Um, by the way, these are from listeners. These are not all from me, though I've had some of these. <laughs> okay, let's talk about first-time acne. We actually had a lot of listeners talking about their kids. As young as, I think one of them said her daughter was eight and already oh, experiencing sweetie. acne. Oh, so let's, not, let's hope it doesn't happen at eight. But like, if it's your first time getting acne or pimples, what is a good basic regimen? So this first six-month period before you've seen a doctor, where do you start? So the two things I would tell anyone who's basically trying to treat your acne at home is you want a good cleanser with a product like salicylic acid and Inky List has a good salicylic acid cleanser. So that's going to penetrate your pores, basically clear them out. So where that's actually where the acne is happening. And then you also want a retinol or retinoid. Um, Inky List also has a retinol and that they're pretty good about having the like ingredient right on it. So you know what you're mm-hmm. putting on your face. So that's also going to help speed your turnover of your cells and kind of clear out. So you're not 
basically, you remember I said the sticky cells in the beginning cause your acne mm-hmm, to be. Yeah. So if you're clearing those out and they're freely moving, you're going to prevent further acne from forming. Those are the two main things. So this the, the salicylic acid cleanser helps like a little bit exfoliate and get the stuff out of the mm-hmm. pore. And then the retinol cream helps turn up the speed cell turnover so mm-hmm. that we're moving the acne along. And if you're going to pick one, honestly, just do, I would say do a retinol. I think you'll get the most bang out of your, for your buck um, on that one. Okay. Um, and if you're going to use That's a cleanser, a good basic. Yeah. you're going to use a cleanser, you want to do it, don't do it for like five seconds. Like you want enough time for the medication in your cleanser to work. So at least like 30 seconds of cleansing. Um, a lot of people just do it for like five seconds or like wash it off. I'm like, the medication didn't do anything. You have to let it oh. lather in okay. for a little bit. Okay, good to know. Um, Moving on, people are asking about pregnancy-related acne. um, And I know some ingredients are not safe when you're pregnant. So how do you treat that for someone who is pregnant or breastfeeding? What's safe for that? I would say pregnancy acne is either your your acne gets amazingly better or it gets terribly worse when you're pregnant. Mm. So it's hard to treat. (laughs) And like you said, there are a lot of medications we use typically for acne that you can't use when you're pregnant. One of the ones I tell people to get all the time is azelaic acid. Um, Over the counter, that's a 10% prescription, usually 15 to 20%. But basically, it's safe for pregnancy. It helps treat red pimples, prevent pimples, helps with red marks, dark marks. It's almost like a very good anti-inflammatory acne medication. Um, You know, they they say don't use something like benzoyl peroxide. in, it's like a category C, and that's basically not recommended if you're pregnant. So I typically said people to stay away from benzoyl peroxide, high doses of salicylic acid. Like You're not going to get much benefit anyway because your mm-hmm. acne is technically hormonal at that point oh, okay. um, as well. So I just say try using azelaic acid, uh, using a gentle face wash. You don't need any medication in it. Um, those would be my my go-to. And then if you go to your doctor, they could actually give you like oral antibiotics that are safe in pregnancy that could help with inflammation um, and another antibiotic that's prescription too called clindamycin. So. Okay, good to know. Um, this is a good one, the occasional pimple. This is like that one, maybe it's not time <laughs> to your period or anything, just like it just pops up at actually the very worst moment, which the is always moment. the case. <laughs> um, what's like a spot treatment or immediate treatment for that kind of thing? Like, oops, I didn't use my salicylic acid cleanser. Don't blame me, but here's the pimple. How do I get, get it gone? So it depends on the pimple. Um, if it's a really deep pimple, you're kind mm. of, you can't like really do- Like a marble. Do, I call yeah. them marbles. If you have I a call marble them the M&Ms. Your, yeah. If you have an M&M under your skin, the yeah, only M&M. thing you could do that's really going to help is find your doctor and have them inject it with a steroid. It will literally drop it in like 24 hours, but it's very hard to do. I did it once before a date. You did guys, you I really? went to the... Did it work? It was with my now husband, actually. <laughs> he doesn't Stop. even know this. Are you kidding? Because I didn't see him that often, and I like would see him every two or three weeks because we were busy, and I was like, I cannot see him with this thing. I went to a derm and got my chin pimple it wasn't. It, really it, wasn't it wasn't the derm that you see now. I mean, I've got to tell you, this derm no, is really she's far up away. Like at, no, she's, I had to go like a like. I paid I, for okay. it, guys. I'm a beauty editor, and I paid <laughs> like a hundred dollars. It was like a hundred dollars. That sound about right, Doctor yep. Tomasi? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was, I should tell him this. I shouldn't tell him this. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, hilarious. Hilarious. Let's that's hilarious. Okay. Say you can't get to the doctor. Like, should you put ice on it? Like, what can bring yeah, down that inflammation? You could do ice to help with inflammation. 
I always tell people to put on a pimple patch no matter what. Like oh, one of those okay. hydrofoil patches. And mostly so you don't manipulate it. Because if you put something on it and you tell your brain like, all right, something's helping, you're not going to go at it because if you go at it, you're going to worsen the inflammation. Okay. Another thing to do is you can do like a salicylic acid serum, like a higher percentage. Um, Inculus has the 2% BHA serum. Yeah. So another thing you could do for spot treatment is something called succinic acid. This was formulated recently by the Inculus. And basically, it's a, a succinic acid is actually commonly used in the UK and in Europe, uh, but it wasn't really used much in the US, but they incorporated it. It's basically anti-inflammatory um, and kind of helps with oil production. So it helps in that process with acne. It also has sulfur in it, which is anti uh, like a little antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and salicylic acid. So it's not a really high strength of salicylic acid, so you could use it a little bit more often. Um, so it's basically has all the three, three main anti- bacterial, anti-inflammatory, and basically anti-acne ingredients to help with that spot treatment. Um, I will say, though, that spot treatment isn't always the best thing to do. And that's why we always tell people, you always want to treat your acne, even if you're clear, with things Mm. to prevent new acne formation. If you keep trying to... It's like playing whack-a-mole, right? You get one, and then you get another one. You get one, you get it. So... The, the, those are great products to have on hand, especially when you get those breakouts. But your goal in, in terms of acne is to remain clear. So you don't want to have those breakouts. So keeping something on a on a good regimen uh, with your products to help prevent those breakouts is key. Okay. 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 All right. Last last scenario here. We got this from a lot of listeners. They're over thirty five, so they're already dealing with drier skin and some signs of aging, but I'm, I'm guessing like spots and fine lines and things. So you don't want to like overload your skin with a lot of stuff. How would you treat uh, pimples on aging skin? Number one thing is start a retinol or a retinoid. Like I said, the like Inculus has a good retinol. Um, it's not too drying. Um, it's a good over-the-counter one. So retinol, other than it helping your pimples, is also going to be anti-aging help turn over collagen, give you better mm. skin tone, uh, give you better complexion. It's like the, it's the most well-studied anti-aging medication we have. If I had a dollar every time a derm came on our show and said retinol, I would be a millionaire. I would be a millionaire if I counted how many times I've said it on a video. <laughs> every time I get a question, I'm like retinoid, retinoid, but, retinoid. It, but it really is that sort of like, no matter what the problem at a certain point, that should be helping you. Yeah, I mean like, to be honest, any patient over 25 who comes into the office who's like has mild acne and they're like, I also want something for anti-aging. I'm like, retinoid. Like, start this right now. You know, it's going to really help you long term. And I always tell people, it's like, you just want to prevent pimples from happening, right? Like, the, when a pimple is there, you're you're fighting an uphill battle. So your whole goal mm-hmm. with all the treatments you do for acne is really to prevent new acne from coming. Right. So you're not breaking out as much. You're not getting these pimples on the worst time possible. And also using niacinamide. That's another good one. So niacinamide, uh, and Inculus has niacinamide too. So niacinamide actually uh, helps with like oil production too and helps with acne and it's also been shown to be anti-aging. As well. Yeah, people are oh, talking about okay. that ingredient a lot. I know it's not a new ingredient, but I feel like it's getting like a lot of love lately. It's been put in a lot of ingredients mm-hmm. we have. 
I think there's more studies coming out about it being anti-inflammatory, helping with acne, and now with anti-aging. So mm-hmm. people are loving it. So I think it's a good product to have too. Okay, cool. Got it. A lot of our listeners, let's get to another listener question. Cynthia, Magdalena, Brandy, Elizabeth, Anna. These are just a few of the women who um, asked about this. They wanted to know how to deal with, this is just in time for summer, back and chest acne. One, is it actually acne? Um, I would think it is, but it feels like a fair question because it could be like, I don't know, is it like follicle stuff? I don't know. Um, I had my own well-documented like battle with back knee, but that was like that cystic stuff that we talked about. And how do you treat it or even like prevent it from happening? Let's go deep. These are, honestly, these are the best questions because these are questions I get asked all the time. So your listeners are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Our, I listen, our listeners are really, in, really, I think they're really smart. I really, I not think, we. they're really smart. Yeah, they're asking the right questions. So acne on your chest, it is acne on your chest and back. Okay. The only okay. thing is if you are uh, a male as well, and sometimes females too, but like you mm-hmm. could also have some folliculitis, which is like okay. infected hair follicles. Okay. So there is a little bit, it could be a little bit confusing, but most of the time, like what you'll see someone they have acne on their chest and back. You have those same oil glands, so the same process could happen. Um, and it's tough to treat, I will be honest. And the reason it's tough to treat is because, one, it's hard to put product on mm. places you can't To reach, reach it. Yeah, yeah, you're back. <laughs> Are the oil glands, like, really sensitive there? Like, it was so weird. And I only bring this up to facilitate conversation, not to um, talk about my story. But my, <laughs> but I didn't have bad facial skin, but my back was purple and like a rocky road. It was like, you would, my mother cried when she saw it. She, cause she didn't know what was going on. And it looked like insane. It was so insane, but you couldn't tell from my face. So like, what, what is so different about the oil glands on the body within, or than the face? I mean, to be honest, they usually react the same. Okay, um, so I'm just so, but, I'm but, just it, weird. but it, it can change person to person. There, okay. are, there are very, you know, um, they get stimulated by the hormones in your body, and okay, that, yeah, yeah. And there are so you were asking about like what else are you can you do, and I'll talk a little bit more about treatment, but like in terms of prevention, right? Like, mm-hmm. how should you help prevent yourself from getting acne? One thing I say to people is like change your bed sheets. Like if your bed sheets have not been changed mm-hmm. in over two weeks, like you need to be changing, cleaning your bed sheets at least once a week. That's just going to help mm-hmm. uh, in terms of bacteria buildup. The other thing is you want to, if you work out a lot, don't be chilling in your, yes. <laughs> in your disgusting sweat, sure. sweat shirt, sweat, whatever yes, shirt. Yes, that goes for leggings as well. If you sports want nice, bras, sports bras. Yes. yes. So you want to, and another thing is if you have really tight fitting clothes, I tell people to use more loose fitting clothes too, just so you don't get that friction and irritation from your tight fitting clothes. You want something okay. a little looser. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of treatment, something like a salicylic acid cleanser you could use in the shower. Like I said, use it like uh, 
for at least 30 seconds. I love that. And it's going to run down your body. That's good because it'll get your back even if you can't exactly. quite get there. And if you don't have salicylic acid, benzyl peroxide is also very good because it's still doing the same thing. It's kind of killing that bacteria going down to the pores. I love that. And I, and I also tell people, use your retinol and retinoid on your chest and back. And the nice thing about that is it's a little bit less irritating than the skin on your face. So most people who have that irritation from your retinol don't get it as much when you're putting it on your chest and back. Because a lot of people who start Got retinol it. can only do it like three times a week usually. Mm-hmm. But your body chest, can take chest it. Chest and back. Nice. Really. <laughs> really nice. Okay. That's a that's a great, 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 um, this great advice. Okay. Um, now let's just talk a little bit more about treatment products and all that. So um, we have a lot of confusion about layering in skincare, you know, like whether it's three steps or 10 steps, I think the only thing we're sure about is like wash your face first. What do we do? (laughs) Cleanser goes first, everyone. (laughs) After that, can you give us when it comes to treatment products, I realize that, you know, we could go all night with like, you know, every product under the sun, but can you give us just a basic order in how you should apply treatment products when we're talking about acne? Like, okay, you've cleansed your face. What point like do acne products come in? So it depends on the product. And I'll say, the reason I say that is what, when you're layering something, you really just want to go from thinnest to thickest and mm-hmm. all the time, all the time finish with your sunscreen. I mean, at night you don't need sunscreen, but in the morning, put your sunscreen on. So I usually say cleanse, do mm-hmm. any of your serums mm-hmm. and then use like any of your cream-based products. So for someone, a lot of this like... Um, BHA serums like the Anculus BHA or the salicylic acid is the same thing as BHA serums. It's a serum. So you could put it on. I usually say put it on. If you have vitamin C, I always say put that on first just because you want it to absorb quickly and get in your skin. And then I put on the BHA um, and then put on a moisturizer after or your other acne product you're using. That's more of a cream base and then finish with a, with your sunscreen. So it's, it's, it gets confusing when you have like nine different serums to be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I feel like a lot of people are using way more serums than they need. <laughs> I'm very much a sim- simple skincare routine guy. But the vitamin C would be the first serum. I always say use it first. Yeah, because okay. I mean, it's getting into your cells and acting as an antioxidant. So I put that in on, basically I cleanse, pat dry, and then put that in first, let that dry. And then I layer everything on top of that. But what about like a spot treatment? Let's say I've got like a few like real like bumbas like hanging on. And like I'm going to put... <laughs> the... <laughs> That's what I call them, a bumba. Okay. I thought they were M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> your M&Ms, your bumbas. Okay. And I need to really get that spot treat going. Do a spot treatment going. Do I put on my moisturizer and then like put it over a hydrated bumba? No, He's nah, shaking his head already. Nah. Like what, I would put like, it on first. Help me out, Doc. <laughs> no, put it on first. You want to like, basically you want to clean your skin with your cleanser. And in the morning, like, do you really need a cleanser? Not always. Sometimes you're okay. over cleansing. So just pat your face dry, keep it clean. And then on that clean skin, use that the active treatment you're going to use and then okay. layer things on that. So it, it is penetrating the, the best. So Okay. You brought, okay. Up a, you brought up a good point about like sometimes you're over cleansing. One of our listeners, Lisa, had a specific question about like, is she using something too often? She was talking about a 2% BHA product. And you've told us probably if it's BHA, it's probably salicylic acid, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, she uses it every night. Is that okay? The, like my answer, 
I think people overexpose. Well, you're the doctor. Yes, we want your answer. So I think I <laughs> don't think, want mine. <laughs> I think I think people overexfoliate a lot. And okay. then they got And they, that is an exfoliator that it is. We so okay. it is an exfoliator. It's an uh so basically it's a beta hydroxy acid. So um you are causing a intelicilic acid has the potential to cause irritation and inflammation if you use it too often. And a lot of people use it and they're also using like a retinol and stuff. So you're just kind of adding on to all this inflammation on your skin. And then a week goes by and your skin's like on fire, it's inflamed, and that's just going to increase your risk to have more breakouts. So okay. there is a thing to say about overexfoliating to cause worsening breakouts. That said, I know people who will use a BHA serum every day and be fine. Their skin t- tolerates it fine. But for me, like, like I said before, like I think a retinol gives you the best benefit long-term in terms of like anti-aging, acne, everything. So I use, always use my retinol as much as I can. And the days I need a break from retinol, then I'll add in that, that BHA serum. So I usually stick about two to three times a week with a BHA serum, uh, especially if it's a leave-on serum. If you're using a salicylic or BHA wash, you could use that every day because it's lower. Okay, lower, the washes yeah, can go every it, day. Yeah. Okay, because it's not on but the skin But it sounds like much. it depends on your... Yeah, it's it not on your skin on your much, skin. and it's usually a lower percentage. So Okay, in the okay. cleansers. I like that. So it all depends on... Because I'm just thinking I would be dry and red and irritated. Oh. So I think you probably have to like try and test and see what works for you. It would be terrible. Sorry, Lisa. I and couldn't ju- do what ju- you're Jess, doing. And Jess might be putting on benzoyl peroxide too on top of it. <laughs> yeah, she's got it on her It's fine. <laughs> you guys can use that, okay? That's a, that's a Matlin, uh, that's a family favorite, okay? <laughs> yep. <laughs> she's got a boomba. She's got a boomba. Okay. So listen, all right, this is what this is a question that I was so excited to ask you because we, we got a lot of this and I um this is just a funny one, okay? Christina, Morgan, Natalie, they all wanted to know about purging. Oh. Okay, could your your eyes roll any further He's back? Sighing already. <laughs> so the, it, it's funny, right? Because purging goes with retinol, and all I tell people to do is like use retinol, use retinol, use retinol, and then they're like, "I'm purging, I'm purging, I'm purging." Uh, what is that? Is that a real thing? It is a real thing, but to be honest, like no derm derm will be like, "Oh, you're purging." You know, it's like this was a made up term. Really? Okay. Well, d- describe describe what purging is for people. Like, what's he talking okay. about? What's he talking about? So okay. purging, purging. What is what, purging? Basically, you're starting an acne treatment, and it, it usually goes with retinoids, right? So mm. uh, you put on your retinol, and you're trying to treat your acne, and then you start flaring with worsening acne, and you notice you're getting more acne bumps. Then this really happens, right? This is a real thing. It happens. It's super rare, actually. I mean, it's not super rare, but it's more rare than most people think. It's like this fungal acne thing that's coming out right now. Like, everyone's like, I have fungal acne. You don't have fungal acne. You have regular oh, acne. We, that's we not- had another dermon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like off on oh, fungal yeah. acne. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was Frank. It was Frank. It was Paul Frank. He was like, that. Oh, no, 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 it was Renella. It was Renella. It was Renella. Oh, yeah. I love Renella. Yeah, she's the best. It was Frank. <laughs> Frank. They, both, they both were like, yeah, they weren't into it. Yeah, go on. So it's it's not that common, but basically what's happening is because you're, basically the retinol is increasing cell turnover. So you're kind of pushing things to the top at a faster pace. So you're not really creating new acne, you're kind of bringing out the acne you would have had. And it forms in the place you have your acne already. Okay. So if you're, say, like, if I have acne on my cheek, I put on my retinol, and then I start breaking out my forehead, that's not purging. You're just breaking out new places, like, on your forehead. So it, it comes out a little bit more because it's basically syncing up all your cells to kind of shed quicker. 
And with that whole stickiness, if you shed too quickly, these cells coming out, they could block pores. You could kind of get worsening acne a little bit. And it usually goes away pretty quickly. Um, but it's way, I think it's more rare than people think. And I think a lot of times you might just be breaking out more when you start your product. Like it's not always the product. Like it's an inconvenient, it's, it's convenient or like it's just like the timing, but people like yeah. make up a story. Like, I don't know what stress you had in your life. <laughs> you might've been really stressed and started breaking out when you started. We have multiple right. variables here. Yeah. Right. But it's like, it seems like the perfect kind of story and it's like, I'm purging. It's all coming out. Okay. I understand. All right. So, um, you know, that's the story in there. I have another question about retinol that I thought was like very, um, specific, but I, you know, I need to give the people what they want. And this was, <laughs> this came from one of our listeners. Can a low dose of retinol, quote unquote, feed acne, making you break out more? Who told them this? No. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm glad that we can satisfy our audience. Yeah. Um, I don't, I So mean, they can relax on that one. No. I think. First off, low. I don't even. It's kind of hard to say. Like, I don't know what they mean by low dose. Like, does it mean you're only using like once a week? Or maybe it's just an over the counter, not a prescription. So no, it like wouldn't be retinal palmitate. I don't know. Mm-mm. No, it's not it's food not, for acne. It's not food for acne. There's no okay. ingredient there that food the bacteria for like acne. That sounds like fish I don't know. food there's or like something. Whole Reddit. You know, there's like these whole Reddit forums where people who are not doctors come in and start giving their advice, and then now people walk away and think they have acne food in the retinol bottle. It's probably, it's probably a little dairy in the retinol. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. So moving on, let's move into like the aftercare. You had touched on this briefly, the scarring, which is so traumatic. It's one of the worst parts. In fact, the most popular question we got from listeners was, how do I deal with acne scars? And many of them called it post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. We told you our listeners were smart, so they knew the name. They know it's not <laughs> technically a scar. So what do you suggest for that? And, and can you, for people who don't know, what is that? So basically, whenever you have inflammation to your skin, your skin can respond by increasing melanin production, um, which causes you to have a dark spot where you had inflammation. And it's more common in people with uh, darker skin tone, color. So um, it's super common. And this is one thing that I think a lot of people get pissed off about with their acne because they're like, the acne went away, but I, I look like I still have acne. The because ghosts of acne past. That's what I call it. Yeah. Great movie. We should. <laughs> 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 uh, so what I tell people to do is like, first off, it's you're not doing anything wrong. Um, it's kind of your body just reacting the way it does to things. Uh, there are some things you could do aftercare-wise. One of them, 100%, you wear sunscreen. Because a dark spot actually will get darker quicker than the rest of your skin on your face. So it will not get better if you don't wear sunscreen. But other than that, a retinol by itself treats your acne, also helps with dark spots. So it's going to help with that. Niacinamide helps with pigment too. Helps with acne as well. Okay. Alpha arbutin also helps. And Inculus has one of those. And then transexamic acid, which is like more of a hot topic right now for dark spots. It's really used for melasma. Uh, which is another kind of brown discoloration you get on your face. Um, But it could also be used topically for dark spots. Um, And then vitamin. So you just named, though, for me, four ingredients. How do you know which of those to start with? I always tell people pick 
two that you already like to use in your thing and stick with them. Okay, because they also have other benefits and look at the other benefits. Yeah. Say, oh, I might want the cell turnover that a retinol Exactly. Has, or, so I okay. say use the retinol for sure, sunscreen for sure. And then I would say probably ugh, vitamin C because it helps too. And I like it mostly for the anti-aging. So if you're like maybe like a 30, 30 year old who wants the anti-aging purposes and the okay. benefits of that, I would say use the vitamin C. And if you're younger, maybe even niacinamide instead would give you benefit too. All right. Bookmark this part of the podcast. Um, <laughs> besides wearing sunscreen, okay, this is another thing. How do you prevent them from happening? Is there anything while I'm treating my acne <sighs> that can make it so that those, those post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation spots are not as bad once the pimple's gone? Should put ice on there? It's inflammation. I don't know. Don't mess with your pimples. The big don't thing that people it. do is they'll because they're manipulating their pimple to get rid of it quicker causes yeah. a lot more inflammation. So you're getting you'll you're at so a higher the chance for sure to get of like dark. popping it could then make yeah. me have. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Don't okay. Don't pop. Don't pop. Don't pop. I mean, yeah, don't pop. But I know people are gonna. I pop. know. But... I know people are gonna pop. But if you tell them. Yeah, it might feel good now, but you're going to have that um, dark mark for months and months to come. Maybe that would months, make them not do it. Yeah, even up, to, uh, even up to like a year. Yeah. What if they just? What if the advice is okay? We know you're going to pop, but just wait to the bitter end to pop. Don't pop prematurely. Yeah, I mean, I made a video about this about like how to pop your pimple. Yeah. And it went viral. And I was like, I shouldn't have made this after I did that because I know people And the other derms like, were contacting you like, what have you done? I know, like, oh my God, I messed up here. But basically, yeah, if you if you have a beautiful whitehead, you know, and you're like, I need to get rid of this. I have like dinner tonight. I can't have a big, a big yeah. whitehead. People are, gonna be, yeah, on people my, are not going to be upset. Like They're where you barely upset. have to squeeze and it's already. Yeah. So what it. I tell people to do is like, if you can get like a nice clean needle, like for me, I get syringes, but you could get clean needles over mm-hmm. at the store. Okay. And you make an opening on it so you're not causing pressure to open oh. it. Like you're not okay. causing it. So if you make that opening yourself to, and then just use like two Q-tips to kind of roll Gently. on the outside to pull it yes. out. And if you see, after like the white kind of pus comes out, you don't want, like you don't want to keep squeezing if there's just blood and like clear Okay, fluid. the minute we see red, we're done. Yeah, like you're just, then you're just like trying to get as much as you can. And remember, if you pop anything, you're going to have a little swelling there because you just cause a little bit of inflammation. So people will feel like there's still something in there. And that's just like swelling from what you just did. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. Like it's so, going to feel puffier a- yeah, after the like, fact. That doesn't, it doesn't mean look, more it stuff doesn't look great after you pop that. Right. <laughs> Even right, in the right, office, right, right. if I do it, it doesn't be like, like, wow, this looks amazing. It's, a, it's red. It's inflamed. You did trauma to your skin a little bit. So. <laughs> Yeah. This is from the pro. I'm literally, I'm feeling lightheaded right now from this conversation. Okay. Okay. I love let's popping move. pimples. I'm not lightheaded. I like okay, that. Let's move, let's move okay, on. Okay, moving let's on. Let's move on. Okay. So our last question is we normally, uh, we always actually end our podcast by raising a wand, a mascara wand to a product that we love and just like are obsessed with. So what inky list product are you obsessed with? Which one would you want to raise a wand to? Can I have three wands or is it just one wand? <laughs> oh, no one's ever asked us that, but... Somebody once oh, wow. like, tried to sneak in a second wand, but you know what? Like, this has been fun. So raise as many wands as you want. Okay. I really, really like the retinol because I don't think it's too irritating. If you're going to start something, like, do it. And uh, listen, I'm, I love retinol. You know I'm going to say retinol 100%. The other thing I, I was like going to guess that, yeah. Is there 15% uh, 
L-ascorbic acid vitamin C. Okay. Uh, not okay. just the, the vitamin C one, the 15% one I like um, a lot. Wait, what's the difference? Like, what, why do you like that one better? I, I like the, like, the active form of the vitamin C, and it also has like some vitamin E and calming factors in it too. And it sits a lot better on my face as well. Okay. And vitamin C is like a whole, you could have a whole nother podcast about vitamin C. I'm sure you probably Okay, we will. We'll have you back. Yeah, we might have to bring you back to <laughs> that. Done. So yeah, that no, is this like, has been really informative. So yeah, we might need you back. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be back. <laughs> and my third one will probably be the BHA serum. So that's a, the leave-on serum. Uh, but it has a little bit of a hyaluronic acid in it. So it's a little bit hydrating. You use it right. It's not as irritating. But just know your skin. Don't overuse any exfoliating products because you could cause a lot more trauma to your skin. This was so informative. I really do feel like we like, I just relived a little bit of trauma, but you know, we did it together and we got through it. Um, I do have to say thank you to the Inky List for sponsoring today's podcast. And if you guys have questions that we weren't able to answer, you can always ask Inky via DM or live chat. Go to their website, theinkylist.com. Or you said this was okay. You could DM Dr. Oh Tomasian. Is that still true? DM away. Okay. How do you have to handle it? As Dr. Dr. Tomasian, T-O-M-A-S-S-I-A-N. And I will say, though, if you're going to... Don't just send, like, a, a really up-close personal photo. I get those sometimes, and it's like, help me out, and I'm not ready to see that photo. So, you know... Okay, start the convo. Say, can I send you a quick pic so you can recommend something? Yeah. And, yeah. I'll do my best to help out. But just don't don't send me some weird stuff, guys, please. Oh, it sounds okay. like you've gotten some weird stuff. So, you no, know, we, we understand. <laughs> yeah. um, we're also going to put links to all of the products you mentioned. We're going to put those on our blog, fatmascara.com slash blog. And I think that's it. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, Thank you. you so You're much. Awesome. It's been amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Okay. Hey, everyone. It's Jen. I'm just popping back in here to say two things. First, thank you so much to the Inky List for sponsoring a special episode. Second, I know Dr. Tawasi said to DM him, but I have a much easier way for you to get help with your skincare questions. It's the Inky List's Ask Inky program. So if you have a skincare question on acne or anything else for that matter, you can hashtag Ask Inky. Remember, that's I-N-K-E-Y. Just DM them on social or head to their website at theinkylist.com. And you can have a live chat with an Inky skincare coach. Send them any question. Ask them how to incorporate their products into your routine. Ask them pimple questions. Whatever you need, they're there for you. It's a really great service. It's free. Just go do it. So it's theinkylist.com. Again, inkylist is I-N-K-E-Y-L-I-S-T.com. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. 